This is Dale Jr., and you're listening to Dirty Mo Radio. Made a poor move on that restart with 19 to go, and that was all me, man. Y'all gave me a great car to get me back some of spots. I appreciate it. You're now listening to the Dale Jr. Download presented by Spy. Check out Dale Jr.'s signature Dirty Mo sunglasses from Spy at spyoptic.com. Hey, everybody. It's Dale Jr. Just got home from Daytona. Gonna sit back and relax. I have a couple cold ones. Day went pretty good. You all saw the race. Quite a spectacle. It's pretty cool. Um, had an awesome week. Real fast car. We uh, had a great, great week. But uh, J. Cole came out to the race. Uh, brought some. Brought his brother and some family, friends. That was pretty cool. We um, did that photo shoot together, and I was happy they came out. I'm gonna have to go see his show now when they swing through Charlotte. Saw a lot of celebrities out there with the Daytona 500. They bring in a bunch of people, artists and movie stars and rock stars. It was pretty cool. Didn't get to say hey to Kid Rock, but saw a couple of guys in the band. Got to say hey to them. And uh, didn't get to see Vince Vaughn. I wanted to shake his hand. He's pretty cool, seems like. But the way they introduce us there, they walk us out of this tunnel. We don't get to say hey to all the celebrities that are there. I did see Doug Flutie. Got a picture with some friends of his. But that's one of the things that I get excited about when the Daytona 500 comes around. Aside from the race, obviously, is you know there's going to be some pretty neat people there that you want to see and meet. But uh, eh, anyways, we got going in the race. Everything was going great. Ran second to Jeff a lot. Didn't really want to do that. Wanted to lead uh, the the running that race during the day with the temperatures that we had made the cars handle really poorly, which we all uh, were hoping that would be the case. Uh, everybody was real tight, especially with the wind blowing from the back stretch to the front stretch. The cars were really, really tight off of turn four when the wind gets in the door of the car there. You saw Tony Stewart have his accident. That was just because of the wind. Made his car really aero tight there and shoved him across the track. But anyways, I didn't want to be running second. I want to lead, get the best air I can get. That's where, you, you know, out front's the best place to get the best air. But I couldn't get any great runs on Jeff, and we were all sort of in line together making that work for a while, so I was okay to sit there for a bit. Eventually, we were able to get the lead, and it seemed like after about the halfway point, we tried to race into the lead as often as we could. I had a real damn good time in in the race today, racing during the day with that package, that little tank spoiler on the back. Um, that that's the way to do it and the cars are moving around and handling the drivers are having to really work hard position themselves to make runs we were all running three wide forever without a whole lot of problems typically when it's the temperatures are cool and there's too much grip we run over each other trying to do that so it was a great race all the way up until about lap 181 whenever we had that last restart one of them last restarts was about 20 to go. I was in the bottom lane in third, and Jimmy was on the outside of, as the control car. And when we took off, there was a, there was I, there was room for me to move up behind Jimmy, and so I moved up behind him to. And I thought I was in line, but the guys behind me jumped to my outside, and the guys on the inside that I gave up the position for moved on the inside of me. So now I'm in the middle on a restart. We're not up to speed. This is a terrible situation to be in, um, and everybody just mowed by me and left me in the middle. 
So next thing I know is about 20th to 25th, and looking at nothing but rows of three wide in front of me with nowhere to go, I couldn't make it four wide. The outside lane wasn't moving, the inside lane wasn't moving. The leaders were up there pretty much blocking every lane that moved, which they were supposed to do. So nobody really could go anywhere. Um, finally, I guess with around 10 laps to go, the guy, the 51 got loose in the middle of three and four and checked up the whole inside line and the middle line. And that, the seas sort of parted and I went and made a move. I got to the middle, got a good run on some guys and passed a bunch of people. And then the caution came out for the 51 wrecking on the front stretch and I was eighth. So that was a stroke of luck to be able to even get to that point because we were stuck three wide with nowhere to go running 20th and I was afraid that's where we was going to finish. Uh, on the last restart, our line went. The inside didn't. Don't really know why that happened or how that, you know, sometimes the inside works, sometimes the outside works. I was in the right line. Got all the way up to third, and got that's where we ended up. We didn't really get a chance to form a, a run on the 22. I don't. I think that um, Harvick said he was waiting to turn three and four to fall, fall back and try to get a run off of turn four to the flag. I feel like that we probably should, if we were going to back up, probably should have been doing it around one and two and try to sh shoot down the back straightaway. But anyhow, it was a uh, a good finish with one with a spectacular race car. So I'm a little bit disappointed that we didn't win because a car a car like that you should be able to you know make the most of it. Definitely didn't do that. But one of the things I touched on with Twitter was uh, I was impressed by how prepared the team was got a new crew chief with greg ives new car chief travis mack got some new engineers and over the wall guys and uh they were all ready to go and everything went smooth every race went smooth we never had a problem on pit road never had a miscommunication uh and we can get better you know I, I see a lot of areas where we can improve as we get to know each other and understand how you know what each other's looking for and what each other needs out there, we can get a lot better on our communication. But the team was really prepared. That says a lot about not only Greg, but Chad and that whole shop. Every you know, Greg and Chad work real close together, and that says a lot about them being able to prepare those cars and those guys for that week and what they're going to go through. So I was real happy about that. That lets me know that Greg's the right man for the job. So he's going to be a great crew chief. Uh, just just because he can get his guys together and get them ready, everything everyone stayed calm. We had some we had some steady good stops. We had no loose wheels. We didn't make we didn't make no errors on pit road. I didn't drive through any boxes that I ain't supposed to. So all that went really really well. We got a couple of days off and then we're going to be practicing in Atlanta Thursday, preparing for the race this weekend. And I'm looking forward to getting rest for the season going. 26 races in the regular season, one down, 25 to go. Trying to make that chase. Let's get some checkered flags and celebrate some wins. I'll talk to you guys later. All right, good stuff uh, from Dale Jr. Appreciate his audio uh, each and every week here on the Dale Jr. Download with Amanda Wolfmeyer with an awesome open, I might add. I love hearing her voice uh, with the spy in there as well. Well done. Miss announcer now. For the for Mrs. Announcer, I should the say the voice of Dirty Mo is the verse. There, there you are. <laughs> yes, I love it. Mike Davis, T.J. Majors, I am Taylor Zarzer, and we're proud to bring you the download here each week. And a third place finish, I know uh, Mike is 
ultimately, ultimately not what uh, everyone was wanting or shooting for, but, man, what a car. What a yeah. 10 days. I, I just I, I marvel at how incredibly prepared everybody was, how great of a piece they had every time they went on the track. You think about what does it take to win a Daytona 500 and all the variables that yeah. have to fall into place to win a Daytona 500. All week you have to keep that car clean. You know what I mean? I mean, yeah. like, so you have to keep it clean in, in multiple practices. You have to make the right decisions at the right time. Like, you know, Dale's beating himself up over what he called was a poor decision with 19 to go. Man, this is go time. I, yeah. I didn't fault him for that. That was just – it was a racing move, and he got hung out. Other people making the right decisions and not sure. causing a wreck. You know, you ask, like, yeah, we're disappointed in third. Well, I can tell you with 15 to go, and we're back there practically in jail – you know, on the outside of a three-wide thing, of a pack of traffic, and you got nowhere to go. At that moment, I would have taken third in a heartbeat because I thought we were we were bound for 20th place or we were bound to end up on the back of a rollback. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I, I was really proud of the way Dale wheeled it, all, not just in the race, but all week. I mean, he kept that car. He knew what he had. He had a piece that could win the race. It, it just to win the Daytona 500. So many things have to happen the right way. Congra it, yeah, and congratulations you know. to Joey Logano for sure. I know it's uh, just it was it was really cool to see. Uh, we we all experienced this last year for the second time. A lot of people experienced it for the second time, but every, all the fans, especially last year, saw how much it meant to everyone, especially to Dale Jr. It meant the same to Joey Logano, and that's always cool when you see how much it means to somebody. The guy can wheel it, man. Yeah, he can. I mean, for I, sure. you know, say yeah. what you will about him, that kid can wheel it. You know, uh, TJ, Mike's right. It was a racing move. The decision that Junior made with, with 19 to go, it, it didn't work out. It, it turned out to be the wrong move. The guy that led the most laps finished 33rd. So you just never know what's going to happen. Like Mike said, you, there for a while, with 15 to go, I, I pretty much thought we were either going to finish between 18th and 22nd or we were going to have to maybe try to creep back to the line. Hopefully the wheels are still rolling on it. You know, I – kind of expected there to be a wreck at that point because people were getting really racy at that point and people yeah. will make moves that I think we all did yeah people were making moves that that you wouldn't do at lap 100 but with 15 to go you're going to take the chance and um you know i i gotta say man i i really thought all them guys drove a great race hey, I, I, I mean I, like junior said, i could see the handling on the cars off of four i could see them like i watched tony's wreck happen and i've yeah. seen i saw numerous guys on the bottom and middle groove have to lift but when I saw the nose take off, I seen them lift and um, to keep from hitting anybody or wrecking people. And, and uh, that was a, a, a great race. It reminded me of an old school race, kind of. It was Kind of like how you actually had to drive it a little bit. And, yeah. And it wasn't just like uh, like in the duel, you know. It was basically the car just glued to the track. I mean, you get all that. You, you know, your, your car, the handling is not an issue at all when it's cold. And um, it was actually uh, it was fun to see them see them guys drive it and, and, and fight it a little bit and and um that become a factor you know we were talking about we were adjusting we were making adjustments during the 500 i mean that doesn't it's not very often you say that so um but i thought it was great I thought, like uh junior said in his uh, audio just a second ago the quality of racing in the last 20 plus laps with with everybody three wide Eight rows of cars, three wide. Yeah, I couldn't I, find a hole. I, I'm looking for somebody. It, I'm like, somebody's going to mess up it, here. Maybe this lap. It was Maybe remarkable, though, the quality of racing. Yeah. And for all the people out there, no matter what sport it is, say, oh, things are too long. We don't have the attention span. It's about action. It's not about how long something lasts. College football games are lasting longer and longer every year, and the ratings are going up and up. 
They were eight minutes longer, college football games in 2014, than they were in 13, and the rating was going up. It's about action. That's what people want. And the action that we had was off the charts in the Daytona 500. I feel the same way, and yet it wasn't a crash them up bang them up type of race. Right. Yeah. It's, that's it's amazing. Not, it's it? not about crashing. It's about right. action. And, and I never once felt like that was a boring race at all, even no. when it was single file up at the front. Yeah. Uh, Dale was just a contender. Maybe that had a lot to do with it for us. But he was a contender. But, you know, uh, I – uh, honestly, TJ, I, I ask you. I this enjoy question. when there's risk when they're actually having to drive it. You know, they're not just wide open. Mm, they're they're yeah. actually like, oh man, I, I better get my nose out. I'm gonna get tight. Where's this guy? I mean, they're actually having their hands probably hurt from holding onto the wheel. But like, you think about going back to that last ten laps or whatever. It was the fifty one, and I don't even know why the fifty one got loose. But like yeah. without without that happening, I honestly there were no options no, for he, Dale. He was going to finish yeah, where he was. Yeah. Well, I mean. We, I mean, you never know. Maybe the next lap they come around and a guy in the second row wrecks with, with it, Well, without that happening, yeah. if things stayed the same, like Junior oh, said, that we would We would been... not have advanced our position further than that row, probably. Yeah. Yeah. There's just nowhere to go. Talladega, you, you might – you have more of a chance to make something else happen if you get a little help because it's a little wider. It's a little wider, yeah. But, man, you get you get four wide, and I don't even think we really had any four wide this year. Now, you know, normally uh, once or twice I don't know race, how you, you can. I mean, four. yeah. Well, we, we've been four wide at Daytona before, but it doesn't last very long, and right. it's normally just kind of a an incident. You know, something just happens kind of quick, and then it fades out. But the dog leg is really tricky. It's probably the hardest corner on the track because th- there's not as much banking there, and there's not um, – when they get on each other's doors there, if you're, like, on the outside, it, the air is huge. I mean, we saw, like, when you're entering the dog leg, like, um, how Larson wrecked. Was it the Unlimited when he went up, got up there, and he, did he catch the two-car or somebody? He just got up there a little too far, and, like, the the air took him, and That's he right. clipped him. I mean, that stuff, and if somebody's on your right rear quarter panel in there and they get too close, it, it will pull the car on the inside around. And it, they will wreck like that. And I think that's the kind of the case that happened with the 51. I think he yeah. kind of got pulled around a little bit, and he turned right to correct it. And you just get behind in your steering so fast. Yeah. And Hey, Amanda, I, what I'm about to do is, is a little bit dangerous. Um, I'm going to give TJ an incredible amount of credit because he deserves it. I, I don't want to give him credit for uh, <laughs> the uncomfortable comments he makes on podcasts like these because – Should I get outside the door so I can know, get I out here a little bit? I don't want to do that. <laughs> but, uh, cause, and, and Amanda would not allow me to give you credit for that. <laughs> But yeah, she'll cut this part out anyway, so go yeah. ahead. <laughs> when, <laughs> Damn it. You're the best spotter in the world, man. I mean, you oh, really thanks, are. Man. You are the very best at what you do. And uh, anybody that listens to the audio every week. Are you being I, biased? It's very, it's, it's <laughs> I, probably, but I really feel that way. I really do. I mean, you're, I mean, I do listen to other channels. I try to before I say something like this. And th- there's plenty of guys that, that do a very good job, people that are your close friends. But your level of information is so much greater. I, and, and Junior covets it. That's the great thing is he, he wants it. But especially in a restrictor plate race, I, I just know how worn out you are right now. And it, it's, it takes so much more to, to spot one of those races than it does anything else the entire season. And you're telling him about what's happening two and three cars in a different line right behind him, trying to see what advantage he might have, especially when he's at the front of the pack in first or in second, which he spent an, an extreme amount of time doing in the last 10 days. But you crushed it. I mean, you really did. TJ and Dale have been working so long together uh, yeah. that uh, he knows what Dale needs. And you know how he knows that? 
because there have been incidences over the years where TJ has said something. Dale's like, man, yeah. TJ, I don't need that. Yeah, so, you know, no, whatever. we've heard so, it. Yeah. And, 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 but honestly, that's a benefit for TJ to know. Sure. Yeah. That, okay, he doesn't want that information. And, uh, you know, this is just a – a couple of guys that have worked together for a long time. Yeah, I think it helps being knowing him, too, away from the track. I mean, how many right. thousands of times we've hung out over the years. I mean, it, just anything. I mean, I know what he's thinking before it happens. And we don't have – we have instances throughout the week where events happen and stuff, and we know each other's reaction. We don't have just a relationship at the racetrack. We have a – you know, we hang out away, so we just have that. If I was going to drive, I'd want somebody I know spot for me that I knew. I've, I've got to ask TJ, though. So you know everything Dale Jr.'s thinking. Dale Jr. knows what you're thinking. Does he win this race without that second-to-last caution when he's up in eight? Well, that was my next question. That was okay. what I was going to ask. <laughs> uh, the second-to-last caution. Well, before the, the he, lap 19, he'd already made his move. Lap 19. If we don't get hung right there, do we win the race, you say? Or, oh, when we're racing. You're talking before yeah. that. No, I'm talking towards the end of the race. I mean, the, the, the caution that set up the green-white checkered. Oh, we okay. were yeah. If that doesn't come out – Junior was I, an eight. Yeah, I would have liked – we actually were just shooting through the middle, I believe. We were following the four car who had a good run, and I would have liked to see where that ended up. I mean, who we might end up, we might have come around the next lap in fourth, and, and um, I, you know, the, I like our chances. The closer we get to the front, our car was good. I mean, it's you just the need, best. It's all about, you know, you can't control what other people do, but you got to have the right run at the right time in that where we were. Leading, you can kind of manipulate what you want to do, but, you know, you got to get – you got to get the right push. Things have to work out behind you, too. It's not just what your car can do. You have to, you know, we could lay back and get a little bit of a run, but, like, we, it was going to be tough to pass that 24 early. And he, he was making it. He was it was making hard that to pass too. the leader all week, yeah. with the exception of the Xfinity race, which was sort of fluky, where Brad had that big gap between him and Ryan Reed, and it was just kind of a, a yeah, cluster. Yeah. But if you look at the, the, the duels, the shootout, the, the car that took the, the truck race, the ARCA race, all of them, the car that took the white flag was the car that won the race. And I don't ever remember it being that obvious in other speed weeks. But it's like it was so hard to pass the leader yeah. that you really wanted to be out front. Our duel actually got pretty close to get really interesting at the end with that 22 on the high side and, and that 24. What it is is the two guys race for second side by side. Well, Neither one of them want to give up. So they they just work that air. They're really good up there. That's why the good guys, you know, you'll. that's why that. that's how the – cream rises to the top because they know how to do that stuff and that's why they will they're going to make they're going to make a lot of smarter decisions throughout the race and get there so but it it was hot i mean it that 22 if we don't he made me really nervous in three and four if he would have cleared jeff in three um but jeff kind of pinned him up against the wall and got on his quarter panel and slowed him down a little bit that was huge that's basically what let us win the duel yeah otherwise i think the 22 would have got there uh last thing you know how this podcast you know it when this podcast is taken off so uh, SiriusXM sent me on assignment last week on Thursday to South Florida, which was nice of them for a golf assignment. And I'm, uh, I, got, I bought the wireless. So that was the only way I could watch the duels or listen to the duels. So I listened to TJ in the like air. The, like, oh, okay, I got in, you. In the air. So I'm listening to TJ basically in the air. And then, and then I land and I get to uh, my hotel and there's five laps to go. And I go up to the counter and I said, Hey man, here's my here's my license and here's my credit card. I, and but they, and they've got the race on in the lobby, which is great. And I said, here's my license, here's my credit card. I got it. I got to see the end of this. And the guy at the front desk says, Taylor Zarzer. And I said, Yeah. And he goes, You're li-, and I had my headphones in. And he said, You're listening to TJ right now, aren't you? And I said, Yeah. And he said, Hey man, I'm Ed. I love the Dale Junior download. I listen to it every <laughs> week. And the guy, because he took my credit card at the front, he goes, we're winning. we got five laps to go. 
I was like, how cool is this? Dude That's says, cool. you're listening to TJ right now, are you? I said, hell yeah, I'm listening to TJ. <laughs> that was pretty cool. So how was the quality we made of it. that? We've made it, Amanda. <laughs> we made it. Was it good? Was it good? Did it break up? Was it no, good? No, it was perfect. Good. It was very, very good. Junior, uh, every once in a while, uh, would, but you were – you were very, very clear the whole time. So good stuff, man. And uh, that's how you know you've made it. I got a question for you, Taylor. Taylor, you're an opinionated guy. Yes, sir. TJ, you're opinionated, but you're reserved. But t- Taylor's not reserved. <laughs> I'm pretty reserved. I yeah. want to know from Taylor straight up. Does NASCAR did they do the right thing by throwing the caution there at the end of the sprint cup race? You know, I don't have. I know I'm an opinionated guy, and I I don't want to let you down because I know you're very opinionated on this. I I feel like they probably did the right thing. I mean, I feel like. Um, you know, there was so much carnage on the track at that time that they probably did the right thing. I know that if the if Dale Jr. was leading the race, I think we would have all been going crazy saying throw the flag. Ryan McGee, who I respect immensely, we all do, uh, sent a tweet on out on Twitter about uh, just what the backstretch or what what it looked like where the wreck was, and everybody in the press box at Daytona was saying you got to throw it. I mean. Yeah. Sure, we want to see it come under green, but sure. I, absolutely, I think they probably did the right thing. I'm not saying it didn't suck when you yeah. have a race oh, that goes did. to caution. We all agree on that, right? Yeah. It, I'm not saying it doesn't, but a lot of the a lot of the feedback, a lot of the people that were irate about that after the race, and that you know got on there and and made their voices heard. And I'm I'm not even sure if we have reaction theater callers that speak to this, but we do. Uh, <laughs> I, I assume we come might. on now. So. The the argument I hear is that well if they let them race the day before yeah. back to the uh, to the checkered flag in the Xfinity Series race, why can't you be consistent and let them do it in the Sprint Cup race? And my point is simply this: you can never compare wrecks. I'm saying you can't compare wrecks yeah. in the same race. There are no two wrecks that are the same, and there's certainly no two wrecks that are the same. In, on different days, I mean, you were there, there, yeah. there was a one car, yeah. two car wreck in the Xfinity Series race. One car, and they drove off, and they they actually drove back to pit road. Yeah, the the the, the Daytona 500. As much as I wanted that thing to go green, sure, they oh, had cars littered all over the place. Yeah, I mean, you saw it. It was bad. Yeah, there's a difference between a guy. I mean, if two cars hit off a of two and they spin down on the inside, don't hit anything, and continue. I don't think they throw the caution, but. Anytime where there's contact, and it doesn't matter how hard it is or not, when two cars hit each other hard enough and they're wrecking, you know, and you have to throw it at that point. Well, Kyle that, Larson going down through the grass in turn right. one. There's no debris. Not that big of a deal. Right. I mean, he got it so down, there wasn't a threat there. And I thought, that actually, to be make a decision that quick and spot on like that, they probably, uh, I mean, Brad probably isn't too happy about it in the nationwide race, right. but, or Xfinity race, but he, um, you know that I thought they made a great decision. If we're in that wreck, the last thing I want is thank you. Is twenty cars come racing back around and Dell Junior. Junior sitting in the track, or I, got hit by a car, and you know, of course, the guys up second and third want everybody to race back. But if your driver's in that wreck and you're sitting there, you want and you don't know, you want a safety worker there as quick as possible to make sure everybody's okay. Safety first all the time. Yeah, and, and not only that, I agree. I give I agree. NASCAR credit for this. That wreck happened coming out of turn two. Or in the middle of turn two. Yeah, right, right out of turn. Right now, out of turn two. They didn't throw the the, the caution until our guys yeah. were in turn three and four. Yeah, it was. I so called it the middle of three and four. So they did not do this gut reaction like you know spur oh, yeah. of the moment throw the caution. Oh yeah, we they want actually, him to win. They assessed the situation. They yeah. let them run uh, almost a half a lap <clears throat> before they yeah. did that caution. So they gave it every opportunity to try to end that thing under green. I'm glad you feel that way. But when safety – listen, I know that cars, if they're coming back to the checkered flag, then they're going to slow down. But yeah. you know what? You can't ask uh, – you know, on a last lap of day, you can't ask them to miss the debris, 
to miss, you know, possibly yeah. a car that nobody even sees down there. That's how accidents happen. Yeah. They did not need another driver hurt this week. I'm glad you nah. feel that way. I mean, I know you like carnage and qualifying for some crazy reason, Mike. Qualifying, you just let them go. But, Single car incident, uh, man, when they don't hit anything. The I agree with you. And what TJ just said, safety first, which yeah. is, listen, if you – if you're all fired up about safer barrier or there, or not being any safer barrier, you're sure as hell better wanted the caution to be thrown. It's, it's, yeah. Thank you. Be there consistent. Was, last year there was a caution. That was the, they had the same thing as this year. They threw the caution for that too. There was cars wrecking. You can't have people driving through there or not. They have to get the cars behind them slowed down. I yeah. mean, we could probably single-handedly thank Stephen Wallace for most of this. But <laughs> <laughs> Well, I can tell you this. If they would have let that thing go green, and and and, and it just you know the one percent chance that somebody does get hurt on that oh, situation. Oh, you can't do it. Oh yeah, the same people that are upset that they did that they threw the caution yeah. would be piling on NASCAR. Oh, there's no question yeah. for letting a driver oh, get hurt in that situation. There were a lot no of cars laying back, like way back still. And if you don't call the caution, some of those guys race for a living. They're racing for their jobs. And if they get one or two more spots, it might be the difference between them running next week or, or keeping their job in that car. So if you, you put them one of them guys in positions and the green, and the caution's on out, they're going to stay hammered down. Well, it's Daytona 500, man. Yeah. Good Holly stuff. Jarrell I'm glad question. you threw that in there. Uh, I am trained to be very entertaining and opinionated in a long-form program like this, which Amanda's very excited about uh, <laughs> producing this long-form program. <laughs> you are extremely creative in 140 characters. I'm not. I'm not very creative in 140 characters. That's why I don't tweet a lot. I do see everybody's tweets, though. You can tweet me at Taylor Z Radio. He'll uh, just ignore you. because No, he I'm not going to ignore it. I see no, it. He sees it. He just doesn't know how to respond in 140 right, yeah. characters. It's exactly right. Understood. But I was proud of myself for my tweet after the, the dual race when I said, hello, my name is Taylor Zarser. I loved it. I, I, love, uh, my my, I love Jesus, my, my family, family, and Dale Jr. mowing through an entire field of race cars. He was quite spectacular. In that oh race. my God! I, oh, I, so I had good. fun that race. It yeah. was a lot of fun. And by the way, <laughs> he, uh, he was talking about spot uh, safety after the race. TJ was still spotting when the race was over. By the way, was I? Yeah, yeah there were cars know. on the track, and you were like, "Hey, watch out!" I mean, you oh, still—he yeah. never stopped spotting ever. I love it. Hey, I, I, I will add one more thing. To all this, even if it goes green, I don't think. Dale Jr. or Kevin Harvick. I don't either. Race. Yeah. I don't either. I, do, I, I don't either, but I wanted to throw it out. I just I, 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 they, they were not sucked up enough yeah. to, to make nah, a Nah, they would have needed another. They wouldn't have another half a lap after that. We are proud to have innovative eyewear brand Spy on board with us here on the download. And if you haven't experienced their happy lens yet, you need to. Go online to spyoptic.com and check out Dale Jr.'s signature Spy 88 collection which, of course, has the happy lens. It includes the Dirty Mo, McCoy, Quanta, General, and Farah for the ladies. Enter discount code DAYTONA. DAYTONA. At checkout. Just doesn't roll off and receive 20% off of your purchase. Are we going to switch this to Atlanta? Yeah. Well, next I, week? I, I was just wondering I, that. I, the powers that be haven't told me yet. I don't know. Okay. All, All right. Just going with DAYTONA, baby. All year long. DAYTONA. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Enter discount code Watkins Glenn. <laughs> <laughs> All right. It's time now for Reaction Theater. We had a good run today. Junior was awesome. Greg Ives made a killer impression. We were doing so good. And NASCAR calls a caution. What the was that about? It was on the backstretch. Let us race. We were going to get to the line clean. Damn it, man. I think we would have had it. Congratulations, Joey Logano. I hope Kyle Busch is okay. Good run, Junebug and the 88 crew. We love you. 
There you go. Well, somebody that disagrees with us, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's just because they want to see more racing. And I there's agree. Always, it, there's it, always more hope. Yeah. It does suck that it ended under caution. Of course, Dale did Earnhardt. It suck, did it suck with Dale Earnhardt? Yeah, Dale Earnhardt only won Daytona 500 <laughs> under caution? There's yeah. a difference when they're coming out of four, though. And But, I mean, it, you got to get safety vehicles out there, man. Yeah. They made the right call. Yeah, they did. Uh, more on Kyle Busch uh, coming up in just a second. Let's get to the next one. Okay. Ten minutes ago, I called Reaction Theater, and I went on a big, long rant, a tirade on why we haven't put safer barriers in NASCAR. And after one more bottle of um, intelligence juice, I've changed my entire thought process, and I have decided that I am starting the Damn the Junior Fan Safer Barrier Installation Company. And at $500 a foot, I'm going to donate $5 a foot to the Dale Jr. Foundation. Um, I should gross, by my calculations... (laughs) About $80 million installing this uh, safer barrier, the Dan the Jr. Fan Safer Barrier Installation Company. And uh, once I get my first check from NASCAR, I want to drive the Dirty Mo radio car at Texas Motor Speedway. That's my goal. Hell yeah! Come on, Junior, help me out. Well, uh, le- I-, I love it. I think Dado needs more responsibility. Always. I'm always for Dado getting needs more responsibility. The of intelligence juice. Just, just, just one thing. <laughs> We've all seen Dado at Texas Motor Speedway, have we not? Jonker. Yes. So <laughs> Stand, standing on with a cape. I don't want to put him in a race car <laughs> with a cape at Texas on. Motor Speedway. I yeah. do a street stock or so. I want to put him in a demolition derby car at a fair. <laughs> I hope I get to go back to Texas Motor Speedway. I really, really love Performance Racing Network, but um, every time I've been there, I've been working for them and running around like crazy. And he always taps me on the shoulder, and he's having so much fun. And I'm like, God, I would love to hang out with this guy he's right a good now. Time. Just real quick on the safer barrier thing. It has to be everywhere on the track. Look, if, if you're going to make so much money, NASCAR's going to make so much money off television contracts, you can't with a straight face tell me there can't be safer barrier around the entire track. I appreciated Joey Chitwood, and I appreciated NASCAR afterwards for saying we got an issue here, especially what Chitwood said. But yeah. to me, it's not the track president. It's NASCAR. NASCAR, every single place they go, needs to have safer barrier. Every, well, it do, they don't usually have a wreck there. They had a wreck there. And Kyle Busch yeah. has a compound fracture in one leg and a broken leg in the other one. So uh, put safer barrier everywhere. I don't care what sport we're talking about. It's 2015. Even the with, roof. With all the money you're making <laughs> in every single sport, yeah, put safer barrier in front of TJ uh, right. so he doesn't fall off. Uh, yeah, I want safer barrier everywhere. All right, who's next? Bull race NASCAR up the end. They should have never pulled up the yellow flag. They should have let Kevin Harvick, Dale Jr., and Joy Logano race it to the line. They wrecked in the back straightaway. Bull They should have let them go all the way to the finish line. Five beers. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe we need Great a call. Maybe we need a line in three and four. In the middle of three and four, instead of the start finish line on the white flag lap, maybe they got to cross this line in three and four before it's an official race. Okay, yeah, that's not a, that's an interesting Getting idea. A little more time. You can throw the caution if you get to said point. Yeah, we'll just paint a line on the dead middle of three and four, and if yeah. you cross that line, the if race is over. Y'all are gonna burn the tra- track oh, down oh, oh, as long as in the back stretch, fine. Yeah, yeah. No, you're saying before it's called an official race. In other words, if yeah. you don't until you get to the line, you got another green white checker. Yeah, that yeah. way instead that way, of taking the white flag. Sure, that way if two guys are race for the lead, man. Yeah, and I see what he's saying. They can yeah. finish the race. Who's next? Look, I know a lot of us are disappointed with third when we all feel like Dale had the car to beat today. I think it said a lot to me when I heard Dale on MRN after the race, and he put all of that aside and was able to talk about Kyle Busch. Uh, Hearing him do that right after the 
finish like it ended up the way that it did, it convinced me I needed to call in and say, Dale, yeah, it's a long year, guys. So I hope everybody's ready for the ride because we're off to a great start. Everybody needs to keep that in mind. You know, I, he said it also on the TV interview on yeah, Fox as well. And um, the I, I loved uh, Samantha Bush and her her post that she put on uh, Facebook, and I, and I loved your tweet. All I can think about is Kyle Bush. I'm you know happy for Reed and sorry for Keselowski and all this. All I can think about is Kyle Bush on Saturday. I yeah. I was that way on Sunday. The amount of respect and outpouring of support for him was off the charts, and that was really yeah, cool. Yeah, my I mean even. All rivalries aside and stuff, man. I mean, it, you don't want to see that happen to somebody, man. He's been, I don't, you know, I'm not, not really saying I'm a huge 18 fan, but he's been good for the sport over the years, he's man. He's been incredible. For he's it. created a lot of rivalries, made us watch, and made it interesting and stuff. So he, he really has. All right, who's next? Well, this is the Dale Yes singing, man. It's, I've had about six or seven beers. I can't remember now, but Dale Jr.'s had a great couple weeks of winning the duels, and he finished third today. That's really good. I think he would have had it had not been for the caution, but baby Logano got the win. I, I hope he enjoys it because that might be his last one of the year, and Junior's going to go win that championship. That's what really matters right now. And Dale, yeah, and uh, – yeah! <laughs> too drunk to sing right now, so holla. Too drunk to holla. sing. Holla. <laughs> Kicking that ass. Yeah, I mean, listen, Dale, yes, yeah, man, your opinion does matter to us. I'm not saying Cars it doesn't, going but listen, Rick Flair didn't come out there without his woo. Yeah. Dale, yes, singing, man, if you're going to call up, we got to hear a verse at least. Yeah. I just Our love chorus, watching you laugh when he sings. <laughs> I mean, God, I, listen, I, what you have to say means a lot to us, but I'd rather hear you sing. <laughs> I agree. Who's next? I'd like to start off by saying, damn it, it feels good to have NASCAR back on Sundays. Uh, had a hell of a car, got shuffled, and I think that kind of screwed us. But, hey, we still got three more plate tracks. I know damn well that car right there is going to win a race before this year is over. And, hey, what about all them other tracks? You know damn well we're going to be good there, baby. Dale, yeah. What I'd like to say, uh, thinking about Kyle Busch, don't like the man, but sure don't want to see nobody get hurt. Glad to see everybody doing good, and we're heading to Atlanta to hopefully whip some ass, baby, over there. Hell yeah. There you go. There I'm is. fired up they're going to Atlanta, by the way. Yeah. I know I know you guys uh, You know, have a big West Coast swing uh, after that. It just makes so much more sense to me to go yeah. there next. Who's next? I don't know about you, but I boo the 22. <laughs> oh, by the Logano fans bust out their clown shoes. If the yellow didn't fly, wouldn't be a win for you. But everything will be all right when it comes chase time and you lose. Jimmy Johnson, screw you too. Yeah, good race, Dale. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Does that guy have a nickname? Does he? This guy, I, he's singing Taylor Swift, so oh, I'm not going to throw awesome. that out. His verse is right. All right, we got <laughs> to see. That was good. We got to send that to JJ. He'll fall over <laughs> if he hears just that. Just threw a line oh. in there just to say, yeah. screw you too, Jimmy. Very well done, uh, Mr. 22. Who's next? Yeah. Jimmy Johnson, draft with a teammate. Your teammate wants to draft with you. He will help you win the race. No, no, no. Let's draft with Joe Logano. That'll be fun. It'll make everybody happy. I love you, Dale Jr. <laughs> I was waiting for like a bottle of Jack or something, but I didn't get that. Yeah, yeah, two bottles of Jack. Yeah, something yeah. like that. Last call. 
Wow, what a sucky finish to what was otherwise an awesome, awesome race. Man, when Junior got shuffled out there at the end, I thought he was done, but damn. EJ, I think you're the real winner this weekend. I mean, you got Junior back to the front in Daytona. You helped him miss the big wreck in the Xfinity race. Hell, you helped Tyler Reddick get his first win in the truck series. So, TJ, you're the real MVP. Hashtag two beers. I knew I liked him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> send him send him a T shirt. Door yeah. bumper clear. Yeah. Uh, make a new one for him. Yeah, you did. You you crushed it, man. You had a great week and we're certainly all proud of you. We're proud to uh also have uh innovative uh eyewear brand spy on board with us. Uh, and remember that Reaction Theater is open twenty four seven. All you have to do is call toll free one eight five five seven four zero nineteen oh two and leave us your voicemail message and we'll play the best each week. Right here on Dirty Mo Radio. Time now for It Takes a Nation, presented by Nationwide. It is our second week of our uh, new segment, Takes a Nation, presented by Nationwide. And uh, who do we have in the studio today? That would be Christopher Allen. What's up, Christopher Allen? What do we call you? Topher. Topher. Now I know who you are. Just drop the Chris. Where did Topher come from? Oh, man, we were in Daytona, probably 2002, maybe. Went down before the July race, have a little fun, do whatever. We were all messing around, and there were some people calling me Chris, and you know they had uh, saying some other names and whatnot. And actually, Junior tagged me with it. He's like, "I'm not going to call you Chris. Oh, I ain't going to call you Christopher. We're just going to call you Topher." So this is Junior given, pretty much. Right on. What do you do here, Junior Motors? Uh, car chief on number nine. Car chief number nine. You're a car chief now. How about that? Graduated. Yeah. Well, I mean that's that's a lot of responsibility, man. Yeah. Pretty fun so far. But not only are you car chief, but you are also, is this fair to say you are a, an original member of the Dirty Mo Posse? I was. I mean, like, how many original members of the Dirty Mo Posse, just so you guys know at home, Dirty Mo Posse being Dale Jr.'s original <laughs> band of brothers, his, his buddies that grew up with. When you know, How long have you been a Dirty Mo Posse member, and how many original members are there? I'm thinking there's around six or seven. All right. I, can't, I came into Give or take. It, I came into it late. Oh, did you? You're Late in the game. Oh, so I you're came, not original. Not an original, okay. but I came into it. Around 2000. Maybe and the day you got a nickname is the day you became a Dirty Mo Posse member. Could have been. Could have been that trip. That right could have been my whole initiation. Uh, when and where did you meet Dale Jr.? I met him just right before. Actually, right after he started his first year, the Bush Series in. Mm-hmm. Xfinity Series now. So, 98? Or, yep. or, or before that, because he did do a part schedule uh, the year before. It that. was the first year with the AC Delco car. Okay, so 98. We both had a mutual friend and met each other and just kind of hit it off, and it's kind of been history ever since. Well, you're a likable guy. Well, I try to be, you know. You hit it off with just about everybody, hey. right? Junior's no exception. You know, one of the things that I love about you is you pulled one of the all-time greatest pranks on Dale <laughs> Jr. Years ago it happened, but it's still, I don't think anybody's beaten it. Well, well, what did you do? Well, it was a little bit of payback. Oh, it was a retaliation, <clears throat> I see. Well, they antiqued myself. I'm laying in the bed, dead asleep, cold bucket of water five gallon bucket of water just splash i'm like what the yeah what just happened yeah and then next thing i know a bag of flour poof. oh oh yeah and so it wasn't hint, just the water hence antiquing yeah i got gotcha. you <laughs> so uh, you know there was three people involved one guy i turned loose like 500 crickets in his house the other guy got the sardines in the car and i'm like hmm well i don't know what i could do to this guy what i could do to junior what do you do to junior i mean it's it's, it's, it's hard it's difficult. I had a friend of mine whose wife was pregnant at the time take a pregnancy test, and then I just stashed it in his bathroom so he could find it. 
and he could kind of sweat it out for a little bit. And Thank he you. did. And he did. He thought, he thought, uh-oh, I'm daddy. That I'm was, a daddy. Uh, that was about the best one I could come up with without him having somebody else clean up my mess. Uh, did what was his response to that? Uh, it was pretty funny. I don't know if I could say it on here. But <laughs> <laughs> it was pretty funny. Did did that make it even, or did he come well, back at no, you? No, that was it. That was the last time. He ain't messing with you no more. Oh, well, I wouldn't say he won't ever again, but. <laughs> I don't know, man. <laughs> like, you, you, you messed with his emotions at that point. No, it wasn't, just, as, it, that was the it only wasn't thing, just a bag of flour, man. That was the only thing I could do. Yeah. If I'd have done any other mess, you know, he'd had, you know, Sonny or who not, whoever. Yeah. Hey, come clean this up. So, uh, give me one-word answers here on people. I, I, want to, I want to know what you think about it. One-word answers, or maybe two words. I'll give you another word. Dale Jr. Dale Jr. is what? Good friend. Good friend. Chase Elliott is? Legacy. Legacy. Regan Smith is? Stand up. TJ Majors is? Well, that's a good one. I mean, I got, I got to come up with a good one on this one. Take your time. He is a entrepreneur, maybe. Is he? Well, you know, he's got his little T-shirt thing going on. He's all the time coming up with an app. He's always How about this? How about this? Great dad. I would have said short, <laughs> but then great dad would have probably been my second one. Short with a tall ego. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the Georgia Bulldogs are. Awesome. Number one, bud. There you go. Uh, you know, for Dale Jr. to be successful, it takes a lot of people around him to help him. It takes a nation. And uh, Topher, you've been around him for a long time, not just on the friendship level, but also working with him. When did you start at Junior Motorsports, by the way? I started here when the doors opened. That's right. So you, you're original J.R.M.er. I am original J.R.M.er. So uh, you've been around. You've been, well, just last question. You could work other places. You have worked at other places. You were at Penske. You were on the cup deal at Penske. Why Junior Motorsports? Why are you still here? Primarily just because the way the place works and the way they treat you. You know, Penske, I felt like I was just a number. And it's pretty cool to work for one of your good friends. Yep. And, I mean, I feel like he's always had my back. And I've had plenty, I've had other job opportunities. But, you know, I just feel real loyal to this place. A good thing, too, because if you pull the prank that you pulled and, <laughs> and, and you're just not one of the family, then yeah. I don't know if you're still employed after that, right? Well, hey, somebody uh, need to pull, pull his card. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Topher, I appreciate it. And everyone out there, be sure to follow Nationwide on Facebook and on Twitter at Nationwide88 for behind-the-scenes coverage of all things Dale Jr. Nationwide is on your side, and they happen to have debuted one of the coolest commercials that I think I've ever seen Dale Jr. be involved with this past weekend. In the that Daytona was pretty Fire. awesome. Did you see it, Topher? I did. Uh, and, and it's got uh, our buddies Sean and Sonny in it, which yeah. is kind of cool. <laughs> uh, but that's just a phenomenal job by Nationwide on this commercial. And so very exciting stuff. All right, folks, that was the Take a Nation segment. We got it each week here on the download. Now, remember, we got all these other podcasts going on. Mike and the gang done such a great job with it. Two-time Daytona 500 champ Michael Waltrip is on with Kelly on Fastlane Family presented by Wella Professionals. That's Wednesday. Then on Thursday, if you haven't heard it yet, check out Dirty Mo Radio's new podcast, Junior Motorsports Upfront, with co-host Regan Smith and Heath White. Mm. Regan had an eventful week, huh? He did. He had a very <laughs> eventful week. Uh, was in the 41 in the cup car. Made some new friends. On Sunday, yep. Uh, obviously, Saturday as well in the Xfinity Series. He's sporting a, a good-looking beard as well. Uh, Regan's got uh, his race coming up on uh, – on, or his show, rather, coming up on Thursday. You can also keep up with all of Dale Jr.'s press conferences throughout the year on said Jr. presented by Nationwide. And, of course, don't forget about the Monday recap presented by Spies. We recap the full weekend from the Junior Motorsports Xfinity truck and late-mile teams as well as Dale's Sprint Cup Series run in Atlanta. Now Mike Davis will get to sponsor it this week. Let's throw the white flag.
White flag right there, white flag. I actually was going to ask TJ, TJ, do you want to have a presenting sponsor for white flag this week? Anybody you need to, you you need to take care of? To? Anybody you want to What company? Best Buy? Uh, Spy Optics. Oh, we're going door. double down on Spy. Oh, hey, the door Spy bumper clear t-shirt when I make more. All right. So this white flag <laughs> is brought to you by the door bumper clear Spy Optic t-shirt <laughs> when he makes more. There you go. Dale Jr.'s Daytona. Get yours when he makes <laughs> right, more. <laughs> right. Dale Jr.'s Daytona gloves are now up for auction on the Dale Jr. Foundation's eBay site. You can go there or you can go to Facebook.com backslash the Dale Jr. Foundation. The the is very important in this. It's just not Dale Jr. Foundation, Taylor. It's the Dale Jr. Foundation. Got it. All the links and info will be there. Dale Jr. is auctioning off a pair of his race-worn gloves each month throughout the race season, and the proceeds will go to a whole bunch of different charities. All right? Not a lot scheduled this week, and you want to know why? Why? We thought we were going to win the Daytona 500. Oh. Maybe, like, the superstitious people would prefer us to just go ahead and schedule stuff this week, and maybe, you know, we actually will cut up through there with 19 to go. You and I can go to New York instead if you want. I mean, we ought to do it. Yeah, that's just bust in on Letterman. Hey, guy. Oh, yeah. my bad. No, yeah. Hey, say, hey Joey, what's up? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, anyways, uh, Dale Jr. will be testing at Atlanta on Thursday with the rest of the Sprint Cup Series as they prepare for the race weekend. Just so you know, Dale Jr. will be driving the Kelly Blue Book paint scheme this week. He'll have a Kelly Blue Book appearance Sunday morning. So, Taylor, if you want to know the value of your truck, just get Dale Jr. to ask them for you. Okay. Or you can go to KBB.com. KBB.com. I got it. It's a lot more simple the than Dale the Regis. Junior, the Dale uh, Jr. Foundation.org. KBB.com for Kelly Blue Book. Got it. Yeah. All right. Both cup practices and qualifying will be televised on Fox Sports 1 this weekend. So, too, is the Xfinity Series race on Saturday. Junior's not in that one, but Regan Smith, Chase Elliott, and Kevin Harvick are. All right. On Sunday, Fox will carry the running of the Honor Quick Trip 500 from Atlanta Motor Speedway. And lastly, about Regan Smith, if you saw yesterday – he was announced to be in the uh, 41 car again this weekend at Atlanta. I'll so that. I might last a while. So yeah. well, they, they announced that it's just going to be for the Atlanta race for now. They're just taking it one week at a time. But uh, Regan will be back in that car. Good for him. So There you go. Cup racing for Regan. Good stuff uh, from White Flag. TJ, my man, go get us a win in Atlanta. Appreciate you as always. Thanks to Miss Amanda and thanks to Mike Davis as well as Dale Earnhardt Jr. I'm Taylor Zarzer. You've been listening to the Dale Jr. Download presented by Spy. Thanks for listening to Dirty Mo Radio. Well, that's a wrap on week two of the Dale Jr. Download presented by Spy. I hope you guys are enjoying our 2015 programming. Now head to spyoptic.com and check out Dale Jr.'s signature 88 collection of Spy sunglasses. They're pretty cool. They have the happy lens. And if you go there and punch in the code DAYTONA at checkout, you'll receive 20% off your purchase.